0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Get Life podcast. Today, we have people from NIS America, as well as Reef Entertainment. Introduce yourself, guys. Hi, I'm Alan Costa from NIS America. Hey, I'm Jas from Reef Entertainment. So yeah, many of you who are listening already know from our previous episode, I believe it was episode 69.
1: Possibly, I think yeah, I think it was, think, yeah.
0: yeah um, when we talked about Reef stuff and what they do, and they were mentioning that they distribute a lot of NIS published titles.
1: Yeah, we do a lot of, a lot of titles across Europe for them
0: yeah so today we have alan who's going to be talking about as well as Jazz. don't don't we're not going to forget about Jazz here um so yeah he's going to be talking about the titles that we have specifically here at mcm expo as well as you know what they're about and all this other kind of stuff and what he does specifically for nis america so let's get on with it what did you guys think of the expo so far this one in particular because we this has
1: been our Biggest showing here, mm. Uh has been rather stressful because it's with a bigger booth becomes becomes yeah. more problems. But with that becomes higher rewards as well, so
2: you take the good or the bad in on one hand. So yeah, it's uh, been interesting. As a convention veteran I'm, uh, I'm pretty impressed actually. Um, we have something similar in the States called Anime Expo, which is the July 4th weekend. And um, that gets about over 2 or 3 or 4 days, it gets about um, 300,000 people coming. So it's a pretty large show, um, again focused on anime and stuff like that, and to see this many anime fans over here too, and um, specifically for titles that we're bringing out is super encouraging and super
0: cool. Of course, um, it's you know, especially with the NIS titles, they tend to be titles that we all know and love, you know, Persona and Romper. they're really, really popular, let's just say that. Um, So how do you think that it's going to do in the UK? But from what you've seen here,
2: well, I guess looking at past titles and their um, their chart positions, they usually come out at the top or really very close, close to, to the top. top yeah, hmm. so that really encourages us to keep finding titles, you know, in that vein. Or if there's a sequel to a particular title that's already come out, to uh, to bring that out here too, because we really uh, it's really cool seeing that a feedback in the charts and then b direct feedback from fans because we do actually get emails from fans from the UK saying, "Well, wow, thanks for bringing this out here. We're super excited and happy."
0: Especially because, you know, there's a lot of games, especially we have here Persona 4, uh, not Persona 4, what am I saying? We Persona have uh, Q, Persona yeah. Q, yeah. I'm getting confused because we have <laughs> Persona 3 characters believe and me, Persona 4 characters. Me, when I've
1: been standing behind the booth, uh, I've, now times I've said P4G, it's, uh, mm.
0: sorry, it's been, uh, yeah. it's been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and also because they're on portable consoles as well, you kind of get confused after yeah. a while. <laughs> but let's get back onto on to that. Um, in regards to that, that was a title when, when it first kind of was Shown at Tokyo Game Show, everyone was like, oh my god, <laughs> you, it's mind blown! Persona 3 characters, Persona 4 characters. It was, yeah. it's like fa- ultimate fan service, you know? Mm-hmm. And obviously, people are always begging for this game to come out, and now it's finally, you know, gonna be coming out
1: soon. When is that game coming out? It's, it's coming out on the 28th of November. Uh, so in the UK? What yes, about so in
2: the, in the UK? US? UK in the um, I believe it's coming out a few days before. Yeah, I think it's that's three being published before? by Atlas up there. They, yeah. do, they, they, oh. handle it, they handle their own publishing. Out in the states. Okay, but um, it's pretty much um the same for both regions. So. All right. So this is the
1: first atlas title that we've managed to get a really close release date to the mm. European
0: NA. Mm. So uh, it's pretty exciting for both sides. I would say so because it's it's always kind of for me it's kind of like a pain in the ass when the Americans get it first and I'm like ah
2: yeah and why now,
1: the only difference now is the because US they have their launch days on Tuesday I believe, and
0: in Europe, we have it on Fridays, so that's really that's weird. That's literally the, that, is... that is the difference between the release date. Why Tuesday? Like that's the most boring day to buy a video game.
1: I think it's due to their distribution policies. Of they like, ship it, so they receive it on the Monday, and it gets uh, sold on Tuesday. It's pretty weird. It's just a distribution thing, I think. Yeah,
0: like, yeah. I, I would kind of prefer how we have it here on <laughs> Fridays, because you Enjoy know I'm the not going to yeah. buy a video game on the Tuesday. Wouldn't play it until Saturday. Can you See what <laughs> I mean? And so, yeah. So have you guys both played the game and kind of experienced it? Yes. Yes. So what do you guys think?
1: I think, personally, from my perspective, I think it's beautiful that this game is a non-canon game as well. Mm -hmm. Some people will maybe not like it, but it lets Atlas go into a a whole new perspective on what they can do and what stuff they can venture into. Pretty exciting for my... Mm-hmm. At least for me. For me,
2: I um I think it's just cool that for those of those of you uh, listeners who don't know, it's it's um very similar to the Etrian Odyssey series in that it's a dungeon crawler and you use the it, it's for three DS and um, you use the stylus to map out your own your progress throughout the dungeons. And so that that element of the gameplay is, is super cool and it's not really something that kind of like Chastity, you'd ever expect to see them to do with uh, a franchise like Persona. Mm-hmm. So the game for the for the gameplay side of it, I was really impressed because in addition to that kind of Etrian-style gameplay, they still managed to bring in the Personas and stuff like that and those cool elements from that, the Persona RPGs. Of course. So that's just really cool.
0: Personally, I'm kind of thrown off. I played it today and I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this?
2: Uh, first
0: of all, I'm not really a 3DS kind of person. No, I don't like Nintendo. Oh. Uh, like I said, I should really be saying that because Nintendo are probably listening to this and like, nope, you're never going to be in this podcast. Um, but in regards to that, it's the whole dungeon crawling thing is very weird for because me
1: mm. because is it because it's first person and not yes, third person yes
0: exactly well, that,
1: don't you find that kind of it? no because even on the Vita there was a similar game that
2: to brought out called Demon
1: Games, and that was outstanding
2: what you have to remember too is the original Persona is a spin off from the Shin on the Tensei series which was originally started out Famicom hmm. and um, those were actually first person in crawlers too so, so way, when you think about it it's going back to its roots uh, in a way in a way but <laughs> I'm not used to that because Persona in itself was my
0: like the game that made me stop hating RPGs.
2: Hmm. Oh, really? Which which yeah. one?
0: Three or four? Um, or? Persona 4. Okay. Golden. And then, obviously, I had that on my Vita. And then I bought PSP just so I could buy uh, Persona 3 Portable. Cool. Oh, wicked. Verse. Yeah. So, yeah. it's kind of really awesome in that sense that I could play all these games. And I'm like, yeah! Because, <laughs> I don't know, there's something about the story of it. And it's... It's really fun. It really involves you into the story. Yes. Yeah. You really, really feel for characters. And you Absolutely. really feel bad when you, uh,
1: maybe like treat a character badly. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, as we were saying, it's like the games are just so amazing. And even like talent within the games and especially persona, you got some really amazing voice talent like Erin Fitzgerald. Um, you know, I was speaking with her recently or, on the podcast and just, she's the kind of person that loves the things that she does. And you know, it, it leaks into the game. You see what I mean? That's why my favorite character is GA, but I'm just saying that's, um,
1: that's uh, many people's perspective. Well.
0: Yeah. So, when, when you have Chie. good talent, it works. What, speaking of favourite characters, who are your favourite characters from the series? A persona? Yeah. Either Persona 3 or Persona 4. I'm not going to talk about the earlier ones because. I've yeah. not actually played Persona 3, so I don't, I can't give you a genuine reason for that. But, from Persona 4, <laughs> from Persona 4, uh, Chie is my favourite. Yeah, one. I've uh, got fist bump. <laughs> <right> there, <Chie. laughs> You, you gotta love amazing. Teddy though, as well, all the way through. Oh, Teddy is amazing. Bro. You gotta love
2: Teddy. You gotta love Teddy. He's just a bit weird. <laughs> what about you, Alan? What do you think? Um, you know, I, I haven't gone through too far of three, mm. but for four, um. I haven't actually got the R4 either, but I have a tendency to favor the female characters. Hmm. So the girl with the fan and the long black hair. Yukiko? Yes. Oh. I know many people hate her because whenever I yeah, many, <laughs> many, many people, do hate they're her. like, you know, she's actually a really not nice character. I quite tased, But it's apparently. like design wise, she's just. <laughs> you really know,
0: cool it, character design's really amazing, especially, you know, Yukiko, but she's just so. Speaking of character
2: uh, design, I mean, she's like a little I princess, love her, right? uh, Is she... Isn't she? She's like the little princess. like
0: Kind of. She's like, her family owned this inn and she's very sheltered. She doesn't really see the outside world for what it really is. She's always kind of protected by G.A. And that's something I don't like. I'm like, you need A to protect you, protect yourself. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. She needs the kind of guts in that sense. But she does get it towards the end of the game. Sorry, spoilers. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. Well, that's um, if, if oh. anyone's listening, it's your fault that you haven't played the game. So that's <laughs> Character no
2: growth in Japanese RPGs? Power of friendship? What? Yeah.
1: Um, but speaking of design, I mean, I love how developers of this game, they brought their own style to it. Because like, yeah. they're known for making the uh, Etrian Odyssey series, and they've always had this kind of chibi kind of uh, mm. art design. And I like how they've uh, also put their own InterplayX Persona
2: characters. It's really cool to see Mr. Soejima's designs in that, like, chibi form. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know some people. Sometimes it doesn't really appeal to them. Like at first glance, it's like, oh, why are they all small and like weird and elongated and stuff. But I think um if you do appreciate his style, then you do kind of you're, you're willing to accept a, a chibi look. I think you'll find it the, the, that that take really on quite charming him. as well. Yeah,
0: mm. you know, some for me it doesn't really put me off. Um Just I don't like Kanji's look in this game in Q because yeah. he just looks like a monkey. <laughs> it's just like because he, <laughs> he? he's, yeah, really he's, like he's always like that. He's always <laughs> like that. He's always have his arms up. And I'm like Kanji's. Stand up straight. Come on, <laughs> don't look like an idiot. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cute, and especially because it's on the 3DS. And the way I think of the 3DS, I don't really think of it as a proper console. I think of oh, it as the, as the as the kiddies console, you know, like
2: oh, I it's love cute, my you know.
0: Yeah, but to think the way I think about it, it's like it's it's just a cute console, you know what I mean? Mm. Not, if you compare it to the Vita, which is proper console right there, it's, it's more powerful. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's definitely more powerful. I mean, even the latest
1: version of the uh, Nintendo isn't all that powerful the, got, the new 3DS 3D yeah they've got a better processor but right. beyond that it's not but it looks cool
0: and I think mm-hmm. that's that one's gonna make me buy a 3DS really mainly because of micro SD like I kinda got so hyped for the most stupid thing <laughs> oh my god micro SD cards
2: I can finally use them C stick don't need that <laughs> micro <laughs> SD yeah. yeah
0: It's for me it's just that may blew my mind and, and the fact that you can like change covers and stuff mm. they're making it kind of the uh, what was it the Game Boy Advance Mini I think it's the, right, the, the
1: ones that were like really tiny and rectangular you can change the faceplates of them.
0: Do you not
1: have them? You must have had
2: them you know? I think so. Honestly, GBA's right. Like, it GBA, yeah, GBA's right? and you can change the faceplates. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and they hold. Uh, yeah, Game Boy games. Wow. I've gotten bitten pretty much every time I bought a handheld console. So. Yeah. Yeah. When I bought my PSP one thousand, I bought it for um FF Tactics the remake. <laughs> like two weeks later, they announced the two thousand. Like, really? <laughs> really? And then, literally, uh, about. A month and a half ago, I bought the um the special edition three D LL for Final Fantasy Theatre Rhythm. And it was like, Oh this is so cool, I love it. <laughs> and then like two weeks ago they announced that. But
1: that surely that's your own for like being on the fence for someone yeah, about buying true. Tra-
2: buying one. It's true. And then you're like,
1: Oh, a year later after it's come out. I oh, maybe
2: but, I should get one. <laughs> but I, I did buy my Vita right off the bat, so I do have a thousand. This is the first time I actually feel like I have the better version, which makes it. <laughs> of really the have
0: PlayStation me. Vita? Yes. No, the new one's not the better version. No, no I've the old one. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the old, old one's. 1, that'd <laughs> anyway, so I had to get that out. Um, we were talking about the Vita, and I'm I'm really glad that you bought the uh, the original Vita. Well, here's the
2: thing, um, I loved my p I love my PSP. Hmm. I was looking at my game library, and I almost have more PSP games than I have for anything else. Wow! And um, when the Vita was announced, I was super excited because you know I figured it would be the spiritual successor to the PSP. Hmm. Um, and so far, I think it has, you know. In Japan especially, there's been some really cool, really Japanese, quirky games that came which out. Which you can't oh, get here. Yeah. yeah. I should yeah. also say that um, I'm, I'm uh, really into Japanese games, specifically RPGs. So JRPGs are my thing. Hmm. And the fact that the, the PSP catered to that so well. Um, and then now the Vita seems to be heading on the same trajectory. makes me really happy.
0: Yeah. The you know, amazing thing about the Vita, it's even more popular in Japan than the PlayStation 4, which is crazy. That's because... The Japanese audience don't like console games as
1: much. They prefer, because mm-hmm. they're travelling so much, they prefer mobile games, handheld you. games, or the arcades. And yeah. I can't blame them for liking the arcades, because those are amazing.
0: We don't have many of them. Yeah, yet. which is sad. It is sad, but going back to the Vita, um, yeah, even here. like The reason I bought my PlayStation Vita was for Persona 4 Golden. And I didn't even know about Persona 4 before. Awesome. You know, I just watched the animation, and I was like, Oh, this is awesome! I'm going to play the game, I'm going to buy the game and it blew my mind and then that kind of got me into Persona 3 and obviously I won't be playing Persona 1 or 2 because they don't have social links which is stupid um sure that's progression they've learned like that yeah they've kind of learned off through their mistakes
2: but to give, a, to give a small plug to those two games as well like if you're interested in murder mysteries and stuff like that they had that so they had a little bit more of a dark feel
0: but Persona 4 was a murder mystery let's think about it like that but it was kind of like Scooby-Doo style thing yeah right yeah that's <laughs> By the way, guys, the, the murderer is Oh, my God. Um, yeah, spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> nah, I could, doesn't matter. If people don't like it, then... I, th- I think the best advice is if you haven't played the game already, you deserve the game to be spoiled for you. <laughs> Especially that. I know it's harsh, but sometimes you need to be cruel to be kind. Oh, All that's right. true.
2: Um, and Eris dies at the end of disc one. What? what? Those who don't know not <laughs> oh, know. Okay. He said that so discreetly. <laughs> wow I could also say that Nate dies at the end of PS4 but you know
0: stop spoiling everything
2: it's okay I'm going back farther and farther oh okay that's
0: fine. So. Um, in, in regards to that it's like got me hooked it was like a drug you know although uh, I don't know it's even Persona 3 I found it was more dark compared to Persona 4 because shit went down in Persona 3 you know what I mean there was a lot more things that you know people can relate to and that's a lovely thing about Persona games you can relate to it yeah uh, not many games have that so let's talk about the other titles that we have on the show floor. So, what what other games do we have?
2: Um, right now, we've got Danganronpa 2, Goodbye mm-hmm. Despair. That actually came out um, in August. September. Well, for you guys, it was probably. Yes, honest. it came out for us in August, um, end of August. Hmm. A couple weeks later, in September. In yeah. September um, we have been seeing an incredible reaction to that. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you uh, how gratified I am to be able to see so many people here cosplaying it. It's just yeah. the coolest thing. Um, I actually, several times when we were acquiring this title, I've been to Japan several times, I've been with lead producer, Mr. Um, Yoshinori, Yoshinori Terasawa. Um, he's come out uh, twice to um, do interviews for us and to like mm-hmm. promote the game. And he's he's a super super cool guy, really really like genuine, nice person. And he saw, he was able to see earlier the year, at, we have a, it's called Anime Expo, which is very similar to MCM. Um, and he saw all the fans that came out cosplay for that and unfortunately he wasn't able to join us this time but um, I think there's actually more people here cosplaying as Dangan and that is just the coolest thing I've been taking Mm. a ton of pictures to send to him because they love to see um, see the love that you know games like that really get yeah
0: of course it's it's a form of appreciation it is
2: because I wouldn't cosplay as
0: a, a character if I didn't really love that character Right. especially I've seen a lot of Monokuma uh, yeah, cosplayers. There's which been is, a ton of Monokumas. It's amazing. A there's a lot, of,
2: a lot of Monokumas, a lot of Junkos. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Love. There's some there's some uh, Chiakis. It, it's it's cool because I don't know, something about little English girls portraying Chiaki like, you know, because the character looks so Western herself. <laughs> it's just like a perfect fit. I've seen some really good oh, ones.
0: Yeah. You know uh, what I would love to see? I would love to see people uh, cosplaying as... The, name, the muscly girl from the first Danganronpa game. Sakura. Oh, Sakura! Sakura yeah. yeah, that would be awesome. I would like to see a guy cosplay as that. <laughs> you know? I saw. i was
1: surprised to see a lot of people, even though they haven't had a lot of time since the second game's been out, that mm. they've uh,
0: been cosplaying from the second game. Oh, what that? Yeah, we've had loads. We have. I myself haven't actually played the second game, but I'm really excited to it's, to kind of get my hands on that because the first game good. was amazing.
1: It's, it's as good, if not better.
0: So yeah, speaking of Danganronpa, um, which game do you think is better? So you guys have played both. I'm, I'm well, currently f-
1: playing through the second one now,
2: so <sighs> I can't give you a genuine answer until I finish it. What you, I don't know. The thing is, is that I can't play two without having played one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't want to add fuel to the fire to either side, but um, two, the characters in two start out very kind of, they seem very two-dimensional, I guess, but they end up being really three-dimensional at the end, and so I think the way the characters are portrayed might be a little cooler in mm-hmm. two. But again, mm. if you didn't have that concept originally, or you know, and you didn't have Monokuma from one, and you didn't have this idea of the ultimate students and things like that, there never would be two. So I think I think th- as an experience, you know, they're kind of one. It's a very nice answer. Thank you. That is a very
0: really professional answer. Personally, oh, I apologize. That's fine. It's kind well, that's of cool. I That's obvious. a very
2: unprofessional. I'm,
1: I apologize. Please forgive me. It's, it's fine, Jess, don't worry. Okay. I got one forgiveness. It's yeah. Come
0: on. Yeah, you can forgive Jazz,
2: Come can't on. you? You forgive Jazz. Really,
0: it's good. But I mainly forgave him because uh, we had the same ringtone, <laughs> so it's it's badass. I did say we would so, have been
2: the Persona Two battle theme. Uh, he might have been all this happy. Yeah,
0: no, I wouldn't have been happy at all. <laughs> but yeah, um, in regards to Danganronpa, the the animation style and the drawing style is is very unique. And that's with a lot of your games; they're very unique. They're, like, I can't say that one, like, of the games that you have, have similar animation styles. Which is great, because it's this variety and all that kind of stuff. And there's kind of a trend that goes on with, with the games that you bring over to here in, obviously, America. It's that they, they have really, I don't know, they're really well done games. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like, Thank you, you know that people take time in making them awesome. Especially in terms of animation, in terms of actual gameplay. So, I wasn't disappointed with Mumpa. Wasn't disappointed with Persona, um, and yeah. Obviously, I haven't played any of, of the other games at the show floor. Although there was one that kind of freaked me out a bit. Let um, me guess... guess which one? Akibas Yes, <laughs> it's it's to me from what I gathered, it was a game where you were in Akihabara mm-hmm. and you beat up people, to take their clothes. So, let, let me give
1: you some context to the story. Okay. So, uh, in Akihabara, uh, it's been been invaded by all these uh, vampires. Well, of course, yeah. And uh, as your your group, your bunch of li- your young vigilantes, and you're trying to make Akihabara safe again. So to do this, you're kids. So you don't have any weapons. So what's the best way to get rid of a vampire? Expose them to the sunlight, of course. To do this, you need to strip some people and expose them to the sunlight and uh, show them for the vampires yeah. they are.
0: What if they're not vampires? That gets pretty awkward.
1: Yeah, that does get pretty awkward, and you could get in trouble with the police. So uh don't get captured.
0: Yeah, and don't do that in real life, guys. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get a lot of weird looks. <laughs> but yeah, it, to me, it was um, it was kind of nice in terms of the gameplay. It was kind of this kind of beat 'em up kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's, it kind, it's, of it's kind of reminded me of um, the Warriors games in that kind of sense. And, yeah, you know, the hack- it's kind of got a hack and yeah, feel it's, to it. has got that element, especially like uh, the One Piece games. You know, One Piece Pirate Warriors yep. and the Gundam games kind of reminded me of that, and I was just like, whoa, amazing, I might buy this game. <laughs> um, but but ma- let's just let's put that out there the, the whole stripping of people's clothes, that's not the reason I want to buy this <laughs> game. But yeah, it's, um looks really cool. I heard that it's going to get a PS4 release or so no. Uh,
1: where it's
0: currently talks, I think Alan
1: can
2: answer this more. Yeah, nothing too. nothing to really report at the moment. Mm. But Japan does have a PS4 release. Correct. That correct, and I believe it already came out.
0: Okay, so. But here, uh, when, which consoles do we have it on currently? Uh, currently it's on PS3 and PS Vita. Hmm. Okay, so another PS Vita game. Yeah. There's one other thing I've noticed is that a lot of the titles on the Vita now are Mostly. published by NIS. So you guys are kind of dominating the market. What do you guys feel about that?
2: Uh, we're pretty happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess there's an obviously there's an opportunity there since um, not a lot of companies are bringing content hmm. to it. So we definitely see the opportunity there. And then that aside, it's just we like to think we're bringing really quality titles out too, yeah. and you know, a lot of them happen to be on Vita, and so there's that kind of strategic element of you know, well, no one else is on the Vita right now, so let's let's take advantage of that. But also, we really believe that the titles we're bringing are good too. So, mm. and, and sometimes it's even more than oh, because they're on Vita, we should bring it over. It's a lot of times like it's a good title, we should bring it over. See. So, yeah. so, in in
0: the process of searching for titles that you want to bring over, what is that process and how does it work?
2: Uh, generally speaking um, we um, the producer team has their antennas tuned to what's happening in Japan so we read a lot of Japanese news um, game news obviously and um, we see what, what's, what's coming out and going on over there we also make periodic business trips and to talk to development partners that we worked with before or sometimes new ones to see what, the, what they've got in the pipeline and um, it's just it's generally a lot of that it's just a lot of footwork and a lot of um, a lot of keeping your antennas up and your eyes peeled for new, interesting titles.
0: Okay, so there's a, a lot of market research in that sense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, and then specifically for us, I guess in some ways we we um, we're lucky in that we're we're, we're niche focused and we're specifics focused. So we don't have to you know search far and wide as it were. We, we kind of know where our games are coming from and what specifically um, our market is. And so that really helps too when we're looking for titles.
0: So, before, you know, making a decision on what games you want to bring over, would you play the Japanese version of the game or like cool. that one? Okay. Yes.
2: Hmm.
0: I see. You know, honestly, I wouldn't know, if I was in your position, I wouldn't know where to start. I'd be like, bring all the games over! <laughs> um. but you know, not all the games in Japan are worthy to come over to the UK and overseas. There are some really weird games out there. Yeah.
1: Well, um, it's all about being to your audience, isn't it? It's, it is, yeah. Sometimes a game will be very well in
0: the States, but it went for a while over mm-hmm. here, so vice versa again. Another game that obviously was released uh, recently, I believe, was it a month ago or something, It was that uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia... PP? Yes. Yeah, Producing Perfection. That was a really, I have to say, it was a really nice game. Thank you. Um, it was really weird, though, because I'm not used to it. <laughs> I'm, you know, the other Hyperdimension P- Neptunia games were RPGs, and this yeah. is very... It's the first kind of spin-off. Yeah, like, it's like uh, an idol simulator-style thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting, and I hope it gets some sort of a sequel. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if it will, but it's a really nice, cool game. What do you guys think of it?
1: I think it gave a lot more depth to the characters. Mm-hmm. You got to learn all about the four main characters and how they actually react, and uh gives you a little bit more backstory. But mm-hmm. so from that perspective, it really nice.
2: Um... Gameplay-wise, we thought it was, was pretty cool. Like you said, no one ever really done uh, Idol Master um, Idol Management type simulator before. Uh, I think, I don't know if it came out over here, but I think Idol Master actually came out for iOS devices or Android devices, mm-hmm. but aside from that, there's really nothing on the market. Yeah. And um, gameplay-wise, it's just something really unique, you know? Like, generally, it's like, even in the, the Neptune games themselves, you're, you're fighting, right? And, you know, you're killing monsters and you're leveling up, but this is something wholly removed from that. You know, you're, it's like managing a business almost. Yeah. And, um, so that, that, that's one aspect that we thought was really cool. And then, I guess, like Jess said, um, these characters, if you've played any of the other, any of the three main, um, Neptune games, you know that these characters are very, very unique and they all have their, their own personalities. And just to be able to, you know, give them a new stage to perform on. Obviously, the stage in terms of, you know, dancing, within the stage.
0: You know what I've heard? I heard that Canada, you know, have Tim Hortons.
2: Tim Hortons. And that's a
0: big thing. And Timmy I'm like, H. whoa.
2: How come that's not in America? What is this? Uh, Tim Hortons is a, is a donut chain. It oh. actually, I, I think it originally started in America and it moved up to Canada or something like that. Oh. Um, I think it's in select cities in the, the um, states that border Canada. I actually, in my previous job, I used to work in Northeastern Canada. And this is why Tim Hortons is, is popular. Because a lot of places in Canada are super rural still. And sometimes for miles or kilos or whatever other <laughs> um, <laughs> units of measurement you guys use. Um, usually Miles Usually Miles Okay good We're On the same page Miles Nothing But a Tim Hortons Wow And so When you've You know Spent a long day Doing whatever you do Out in the fields It's or like an in oasis ocean. In the desert Exactly It's like Oh Tim Hortons is the best thing In the universe And then it's just A pile of shit
0: But you don't realise that Because you're like Oh my god It's Tim Hortons
1: I really want Mr. Donut To come over from from Tokyo That mm. Mr. Donut is got so They have it in Germany they have Mr. Donut in Germany. Well, it's Hair Donut in Germany, but bought the same kind of style. I'm completely right, line right now. Oh man, just trolled me. I did. So I hard. did I
2: was gonna follow it up with the Senor Donut in Spain, <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur Donut in France.
1: I <laughs> no. was quite good at that, <laughs> that one. Thank that that was we'll really give you that good. one. You. Slow
2: <laughs> clap. Thank you. Here, here all week. Here, all week. <laughs>
0: it's, it's um. I don't know, it like, there's a lot of food from Japan I want over here. Yeah. But I'm like, if I eat that, I'll die. But you know that they have this thing in uh, Japan, it's like, it's KFC burger, and it's like, two pieces of chicken, with more chicken, like, it's like, what the fuck is this? It's like, instead of bread, it's replaced with chicken. Wow. Now, that's a protein burger. That, that is That is a protein burger, right. Now. I know if I had that here, you know... Probably be illegal or something, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have a feeling that if I go to Japan, I won't come out of it <laughs> because I'll just just be there. It's a pretty incredible country. It's very very cool. But you know, obviously we were talking about um, Strip that's set in Japan. Yep. And yeah, a lot of the games are actually set in Japan. It's, uh, something like oh. *Persona*. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about *Danganronpa*. I don't know where yep, the hell that is. Oh, that's set in Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, it is. But Danganronpa, in like what I kind of feel about it, it's like a cool game, but it it threw me off. Like you're killing school kids essentially, and you have to find out who killed them. Yeah. And there's a big risk versus reward there. You know, you know if you if you pick the wrong person, you get black The blackened survives. Yeah. And, everybody person, else dies. Yeah, that's kind. Of, it kind of it's kind of sad seeing your favorite characters dying. Um, yeah. You know. That happened to me a few times. But Hagakure still Never lives in the first one, which was like. He should have died, like, come on, <laughs> Agakare, you're you're an idiot. Um, yeah, he still lives, and I'm pretty, pretty upset about that. Um, but yeah, in regards to that, um, we also have other titles on the show floor.
2: We do, we've got two fighters from Arc System Works. One hmm. is Arcana Heart 3, Love Max, 5 exclamation points. <laughs> That's very important. Oh, the yes. 5, so it's not 4 exclamation points. No, it's five. it's 5. Actually, one of my coworkers asked me, she's like, is this correct? And I'm like, no. It's five exclamation points. So that's that's come actually on. a serious thing. <laughs> no, it is. Oh, you called her out on the phone? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> come on, come on. Wow. But anyhow, what that is is that's a um, it's like the ultimate version of Ar- Arcana Heart three. Mm. So it's got more um, more story info and stuff like that's that. That's why it has more exclamation points. Exactly. Mm. Okay. It's, it's directly proportional to the amount of content added. Wow. So no, but it's a it's a traditional two 2- D fighter. Uh, with, all, with an all-female cast it's, it's super cool it's super uh, hardcore but also it's got some story elements too so each of the characters is you know really really cool and they're like fleshed mm. out so mm. uh, we've seen a lot of people on the floor playing it and they seem pretty happy with what it is so we're really excited about that that comes out
1: uh, I believe that comes out on the 23rd of November.
2: and then yeah. the other fighter we have from Arc System Works is um, Undernight Ember EX colon late Okay. and this was made by a company called french bread sorry it wasn't 23rd it's was you know twenty I mean? i'm sorry i gave on a sunday forgive me tuesdays
1: <laughs> <laughs> no but it's 21st of november for uh i kind of hearts three thank you
2: and um anyway french bread made a game called melty blood which was a uh, french bread was um a company that did was like a it's called doji in japan right so mm-hmm. kind of like indies kind of like fans fan game. Yeah. and this melty blood game like really took off people thought it was super cool the fighting mechanics were really it's also a 2d fighter the mechanics were really cool it was really hardcore and they loved it and then um their next project is this under night game and um, it was exclusive to japanese um arcades first and once again fans just were like this is so cool so um, we're bringing it out here only to to Europe, another company's handling in America, but uh, fan reaction out here today on the floor and yesterday was been extremely positive as well. So, mm. anyone who enjoys old, old school classic 2D fighters owes it to themselves, to so check these games out. Okay. The, the table, it's an arcade machine. I
1: totally have to play that. I'm gonna have I to find a video of it and show That you. sounds
2: incredible.
0: It's brilliant. <laughs>
1: have you never heard of it? No. Okay, I have to show you, after this podcast, you basically have to like, slam the table a few times to get everyone's attention on the screen. And then when you get like everyone looking at you, flip the table, and they put you in seats like at a restaurant with your, with your family, at a wedding, and some other People other should play that
0: game in real life. <laughs> It'll make every, stuff a lot more interesting. Every
1: time someone says to me on Twitter, like, oh, I want to flip a table, I always post a link of that video. Wow. If you, yeah. ever to, if you ever go to Japan, find an arcade machine. With I, that I arcade.
0: would. I so would find an arcade machine. Like I said, if I go to Japan I I won't I won't be leaving any time soon. Just put that there. Just be like, oh my god, games. You'd be flipping tables every I'll day. Flipping tables every day, every hour. <laughs> um, but fun this time, yeah. Uh, anyway. What other games do you have or is that all the games uh, that we have we've here? only
2: got five games on the show floor. I mean That's quite oh, there, a lot though, there's Yeah, that's Quite <laughs> a lot for a single show. Yeah, I um. want to say we have the most games on the floor playable than anybody else out here right now. That
0: is, I would say it's true. You guys have quite a large uh, booth this year. Yeah, compared that's to last year. to Jazz.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's Jazz's work. It's,
1: I think it's uh, square meter-wise. I yeah. think last year we had, uh, I want to say, I want to say 35 square meters, and mm. this year we've got 150 square meters. That's unbelievable.
0: So, yeah, um yeah we've been talking a lot about games and whatever so all i can say now is thank you guys for coming on the podcast pleasure thank you and also buy all of the nis american titles buy <laughs> all of them please. even if you don't like them just buy them uh, no but on a serious note uh persona four and the fuck persona q is i'm leaving that in there persona q is actually coming out um very soon when is yes, it coming it's out it's coming out 28th of november awesome so if you guys want to pre-order you can get like special tarot cards and um, um you can get the i just
1: want to shout out to the tarot cards you can get the tarot cards at all uh, most uh retailers uh as long as you pre-order so you can look at game amazon mm. shop 2 um Zabby, the hut mm. if you want to get the limited edition uh that's exclusively available from the nis european store
0: oh i see so can people obviously pre-order here today now
1: they can pre-order today uh by the time
0: the podcast comes out, I'm not sure. It. It's, it's probably like a <laughs> you month. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, Apologies. <laughs> no, know, but anyone that's, anyone that's listening, pre-order online. Yeah, I'll put the link online. in the description. Yeah. And yeah, hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the podcast.
2: Woo! Woo! This is Chie Tanaka, and you've been listening to Get a Life podcast. I hope that means you got a life. Besides, you gotta eat more meat.